Cincinnati Garden sitting out there big as day. Open that up, renovate it, soccer, soccer. What is up, world? It is Sway from MTV News. Week three is a wrap, and we are back once again with another edition of Knifey Lion Radio. My name is Jonah, and while you can find me at The Ice Skates on Twitter and at The Burning Bison on Reddit, we also have a podcast handle on Twitter at Knifey Lion Radio, and KnifeyLionRadio.com will forward you to our free Wix website. I am joined by former One Nation Under and Buckaroo Bandits guitar player, reformed indoor soccer instigator, Zach. Hello. I am not joined by the other two as they're most likely freebasing Cadbury cream eggs right now. I hope everyone enjoyed the bye week episode where we turned over a lot of stones, discovered some harsh truths, and hopefully changed some lives. But FCC returned to play an actual soccer game, so this week there's plenty of actual sport to talk about. And here's a quick rundown of what we have in store. Before we get into it, we'll talk about the win against Indy 11, what we could see from our vantage point in the visiting fan section. We'll get into Lucas Oil Stadium and how it was and how Indy was. And uh, we'll have a very quick catch watch. watch. We'll ask, where's Where's Nazmi? We'll discuss some fans' desire to remain in the USL forever in a segment I'll call The Jump. Briefly touch on the stadium nonsense for a bit because nothing has happened yet everything has happened. And I'll relay some news from our FCC Inside Sources, plural. We'll go over some stellar new chance for the supporters to take free of charge and then maybe quickly talk about next week's home opener. Wow. All that in under 30 minutes. Folks, what a value. But real quick first, guys. I just want to pour out a glass of something real expensive for Mr. Pac-Man of Reddit fame. Unsubscribed after years of infographics and team calendars, he wanted to talk more about that yawn-inducing opening game when all the sick masses wanted to talk about was the palace intrigue surrounding the team and stadium site. Shame on us, I say. Reports saying he's heading to the Bailey Facebook page where everyone's reasonable and every topic is on point. R.I.P. Mr. Pac-Man. First half of Knifey Lion Radio is brought to you by the Danbury Dollar Savers Cinema in Western Hills. Dollar Movie Wednesdays are back. And you know they've got Blade 2 running all month long. Danbury Dollar, where the audience is truly part of the movie, even when you wish they weren't. And as always, if you're listening, you are officially in the John Hark's Cave of Wonders. Yeah, I wanted to say that uh, hashtag Rise Together, I'm sure, has a little more significance this week as we celebrate Easter for our Christian brothers and sisters. (laughs) As they celebrate their Lord and Savior resurrecting. Personally, I don't have time for that in my life, but (laughs) you do you, fans. Shout out to Forrest Lasso. You know he's going hard this Easter. Next next year, uh, before you start decorating your eggs, I would implore you to consider the plight of the egg-laying hens in the factory farm. So, uh, recording this on a Sunday, last night was the game against Indy 11. We won one to nothing. It was a good game. Much more entertaining than week one, which, uh, you know, was good enough for three points, but left a lot to be desired. I'd have much less to complain about this week. 
good energy from both teams. And then uh, just back and forth, nothing too crazy. And about the 14th minute, Kenny Walker gets absolutely demolished by uh, former MLSer Pat McKiernan in her knee. And it wasn't called a foul, even though it appears Walker ended up with something similar to a concussion or a concussion. And I thought that after that, that kind of set the tone in it. I felt the energy rise and uh, the anger rise in me, which I thought was actually good for the rivalry. Bad for Walker's head. I hope he gets better. But good for my rage. Yeah, it definitely changed the mood for the game. It was pretty terrible to watch. You don't see a lot of fouls like that in soccer. And the fact that it wasn't called. We have a history of being angry at our refs. And the vibe can get pretty negative in a lot of our games. A lot of booing, things like that. It just kind of became standard for our games last season. But this was really fucking awful. It was nice to see Coach Koch a little animated, slamming his clipboard on the ground at one time. Yeah, that foul was brutal. I hope he's all right. So he tried. To, he came back on the field, tried to stay in the game, but uh, he must have clearly still felt woozy. So he sat down and uh, Seymour came in. Was hoping for an Osme, but realistically, I knew he wasn't going to come in. Seymour came in. I didn't really seem to hurt us. So Seymour came in, and then uh, a minute or two later, Indy had what was probably their best chance of the game that wasn't the penalty, where they got headed off the post. And looks like the crowd around us in the Indy section, a lot of them thought it went in, and there was a particular old man. He wasn't too old, but, you know, he had his jersey tucked in tight, so, you know, he was of a certain age, just staring over at uh, the FCC supporters doing a kind of a tomahawk chop, tomahawk chop. Yeah! 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 Yeah, yeah, it was, you know, he wasn't too old for us to shit talk right now, but, you know, he was past his prime, and, uh... Yeah, I just told him to tuck his shirt in and turn around because play had already continued and he was still trying to rub their goal in our face. Um, I will say about that goal. um, Near goal. The near goal, my bad. It's his name, Pasher. Yes. He created that goal. He put a hurting on Ledesma with a sweet move and then got all the way to the touchline. It was really good, but uh, apparently he's... Canadian international. So yeah, that was close. And then uh, that guy, old guy, sat in his hands real quick. And so after that near goal, we had a couple chances right in a row. Ledesma at the heart of both of them. First across in the box that uh, a diving save stopped by their keeper. And then a minute or two later is when he uh, got the ball on the wing, just pulled it in a foot and had the perfect pass right to Welshman's head. And that was our goal. And it was pretty beautiful. Yeah, you always know he's going to cut in and cross it on his left. But for whatever reason, they can't seem to stop it. He is the Argentine Iron Robin. And he had a few more chances after that. Newton made another diving save. It was pretty comfortable. But, you know, just more goodness from him. Then about 37th minute, they get a nice through ball. And it's one-on-one with the keeper. McKierney tries to play it around him. Newton goes to the ground, does get a touch, but the ref didn't see it that way, called a penalty. And uh, some people I have seen, some Reddit monsters claiming that, you know, you can't deny that was a penalty. But every single replay I've seen from the big screen to my phone to my computer screen, Newton definitely gets a touch. And in my mind, that means it's not a penalty. And if you go and watch it yourself, just stare at the ball and you can watch the ball change the direction of spin after it hit his hand, and then he hits McKierney. But 
it was too late by then. In real time, I I really can't blame the ref for giving that penalty, even though I don't think it was one in hindsight. But it was pretty close. So McKierney takes the penalty, and uh, in a case of ball don't lie, Newton gets the save and then saves a rebound. And that was pretty glorious. And uh, the fact that McKierney was the one who decleated Kenny Walker just made it even more sweet. Yeah, McKierney was actually, for an MLS veteran, was trash. He was complete garbage, I thought, the whole game. Yeah, from what I had heard and the little I'd seen, he was definitely better off. Not better off, but better in that first game against uh, Richmond, from what I've read. But their whole team in general, a lot of passes sailing out of bounds, a lot of errant passes their close passes were okay but anytime they tried to do a long range bomb seemed like more often than not the ball was ending up either in the first row of the crowd or just trickling out of bounds which you know was fine by me obviously we did uh, revert to our normal long range passing out of the back however they weren't to an isolated striker with almost no chance of bringing them down they were out to the wings a lot of them were on target and then Ledesma was able to receive a lot of them Haber was when he came in I will say Lance Lang had a lot of heavy touches last night. It wasn't his best game, and I think he probably should have been subbed out earlier. I know he went down holding his back at some point and stayed in. Yeah, he was more of a Danny Koenig type on that game. He was sprinting the entire game and backtracking and stuff, and you could tell by the time he finally did come out of the game, he was completely gassed, so that was a smart sub because uh, Haber's instant energy... It seemed like Indy had a few more chances the rest of the game, and I guess we did, but nothing clear-cut and nothing that really stood out. Uh, Newton had another good save on a free kick, one you'd probably expect him to make, but one of those nice-looking ones where he jumps up and swats it over. That was in, like, the 80th minute. And um, opening game, we kind of got a little too defensive for me and seemed like we were hanging on. This game, we did get more defensive, but not anywhere near week one, and uh, it was definitely more entertaining, you know, that was it for the most part. Uh, the exact same starting lineup as week one. Even Koch had said, you know, no no position's safe. Everyone's still fighting for a spot. But it seems clear to me that until, I don't know, unless the rails fall off and something crazy happens, he's going to keep rolling this one out with one or two changes, maybe Walker, especially if he's hurt. But I can't see him making any changes to the back line and those wings. And honestly, now that Welshman, especially because he's scored, he's not going anywhere. Corbin Bone seems kind of the, the mystery man. He was fine. I don't really remember much of what he did. He did some good work in the second half, just kind of cleaning things up. But that's the spot where I can speak for myself, where I just give Nazmi a chance. Yeah, I mean, I I want to see Nazmi as well. Based on last night, there's not much negative you can say about Corbin Bone last night. So anyone clamoring for Nazmi didn't really get any added ammunition last night, I don't think. You know, one of my gripes with Koch last season was I didn't feel like he knew what his best 11 was. So much tinkering. I know people say, well, with the Open Cup and this and that. And then he even said, which I hate, that he likes to save certain players to play at home for the fans. And I just... I think that's kind of silly. So I'm glad to see if he settled on a starting 11. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with Corbin Bone. But if you watch the game, you see there was a few runs down the middle where we had some good chances. But most everything's coming off the wings, which is fine. It's better than long ball up to the striker. But imagine with Nazmi, some stuff could get created through the middle. That could be pretty exciting. But, you know, we'll see. One of these days he'll get in there. Richie Ryan... He's a guy who kind of don't notice, but I'm not scared when he's on the ball in a in a dangerous situation. He seems like he's always going to know the right thing to do, and 
I can trust him. He's been more Kenny Walker than Kenny Walker had been this year. He's kind of the guy that cleaned things up and you can breathe a little easier. Ledesma and Lang, I noticed switching sides a lot. Yeah, Ledesma's right foot is about as useful as my left foot, which is not at all. But he only needs a foot. Uh, subs, Haber came in. He was okay, mostly doing hustling grunt work. He was made a few runs that didn't get spotted. We were noticing his masterful first touch on... He took a few high, long ones and just, uh, just killed him right off his foot, and it was pretty impressive. Yeah, the uh, comparisons between Ronaldinho and Daniel Haber go far beyond the headband. No, I even heard ushers who... They said it was their first soccer game. I don't know where it came from, but they said, this guy reminds me of Berbatov. I said, how do you know who Berbatov is? Like, well, it's not my first game. I said, you just said it was your first game. Haber does look like he's just arrived from his ultimate Frisbee game. So, Haber, who are you really? Your awesome amount of energy puts you firmly in the John Hark's Cave of Wonders. On that note, we'll go to our a new section we like to call Haber's... <laughs> so this should be quick, but, uh, you know, every week it's a recurring segment, so I'm going to do a catch watch. catch watch. Two weeks ago, there had been that rumor the week before about discontent with the team, and that could still be true with a couple of players. Amy Obi's not even in the 18. Nazmi could be pissed, but besides that, there's not a lot to complain about. Two road wins, and I'd say Koch's seat is firmly ice cold, not even close to being hot. Yeah, this game it definitely it felt like there was a plan, and they stuck with it. Yeah, ice cold. Where's Nazmi? We already kind of covered that. Nazmi, I know you're listening. Heard you're a big fan. Nobody told me that, but I just know you are, so keep your head up. Whatever you see Corbin Bone doing in practice, if he's giving 100%, <laughs> you give 105%, because clearly he likes guys who just put their head down and sprint. Get your sprint on, Nazmi, for me. Yeah, I, uh, I've been seeing Nazmi mix protein drinks in his Instagram stories. Um, so he's busy doing that. And, um, you know, he hits the like button on all the FC Cincinnati posts. So he can't be that angry. Lucas Oil Arena, thumbs up. Why not? I can't imagine the energy would have been the same at uh, whatever the IUPUI stadium was. And especially because it was the strongest winds of my life in like 46 degrees or something. So I thought the field looked better in person than on TV. The lines weren't as obvious in person. And then when I saw it from the high angle on TV, the numbers were and the lines were pretty good glaring yeah i thought it was great uh, the atmosphere is pretty good i imagine if they made a cup run like we did last year they can fill that next section i think the atmosphere there would be awesome their supporters group was really loud too and sang almost the whole game their tifa was great yeah i would say that indy 11 is the best away trip for fc cincinnati for sure I've also decided I'm not going back to Louisville, probably. It's just not fun to watch a game there from that horrible outfield angle. The streamer thing with everyone getting kicked out, I like to pretend I care about that. Really, I don't really care about that. I think that's kind of funny. It's just not worth it to me to watch from the outfield. I can barely tell what's going on. As of this moment now, Indy, yes. Louisville, no. One thing we were talking about, which will now be a new segment called... The Jump. Is about with all the stadium drama or the MLS expansion drama, you'll see or hear people saying, I'd almost prefer just to stay in the USL forever. Yeah, someone at the stadium actually brought that up to us last night, and I uh, wanted to slit their throats. <laughs> just kidding. But, <laughs> wow. No, I mean, the argument for it is one, these close aways, two, ticket prices, none of this stadium nonsense, the MLS 
is the devil. But like we said before, India away is really the only good away. Louisville away, you're out on an island. It sucks. Their atmosphere is garbage. That is not worth staying in the league. A lot of people yesterday waiting to get into the game were watching the highlights, LAFC versus the Galaxy, and this is the league that we could be in. Why would we not choose that over Charleston away? To know that every home game in the MLS, there'll be something interesting to look forward to besides our own team, and you cannot say that about the USL. Yeah, any sacrifice we would be making to enter the MLS would definitely be worth it just for quality of play, being able to actually stomach watching these away games and being in a league that has players that you actually enjoy watching and can do something spectacular. Like we don't have that right now. We had some we've had some awesome goals in our brief history, but I say MLS. <laughs> yeah, I'm on I'm voting for MLS. I'm on team MLS, which I think uh should be <laughs> obvious, but yeah, they someone brought that up to us yesterday. They're like, Are you guys on the radio? And then <laughs> I need you to pick a side, and we have. And you know what? According to my FCC inside source, I think we will be in the MLS, and I think we'll be in the MLS next year. Watch those Latin highlights again, and then look me in my goddamn eyes and tell me you want to stay. Do it right now. Yeah, once Beckham's team gets going, and you've got fucking Messi or Ronaldo in the MLS, and you're all be like, man, I wish we were still at Nippert. <laughs> We'll be at Nipper next year. That dude! I wanted to talk about the stadium. There's really not that much to say. There was supposed to be a meeting with the county commissioner, and it was kind of mutually canceled because uh, what's-his-face, Lucan thinks that Jeff Birding is just trying to leverage the West End, and he doesn't really want to be in Oakley, and, you know, I think that's a thousand percent true. From what I've heard, sadly, Newport is not a legit option, believe me or don't believe me. So really, all our eggs are in the West End basket. People are just, like, losing their mind, you know. Number one fan, golf for Miami. Had a little meltdown on Reddit, God love him, you know. I can't can't totally blame him, but, you know, he took the down votes in stride. And uh, but, you know, it's breaking people. Mr. Pac-Man, he broke. He broke real hard. That dude went crazy a long time ago. <laughs> Pushed him so far where he's maybe afraid to go full that dude anymore, but it's still there. So we're just waiting any time now. Something could happen yeah, next which, week. That brings us to our next segment, which is our weekly Reddit recap. <laughs> Golfy lost it. <laughs> Pac-Man quit it. Uh, I put out a real heater of a editorial cartoon about Jeff Birding. What made it so hilarious was Carl Linder was a skeleton. Folks, it's been so long, he died of old age. That's how long it's been. Speaking of Carl Linder, my man, I made a great TIFO, tiny TIFO of uh, Mike Pence with a rainbow behind him. It said Pride of Indiana because Mike Pence hates gays. Carl Linder walked front and you could see the moment both their eyes caught it and they just stared at it for a couple seconds and then looked away in slight confusion and it really made it all worthwhile. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm sure he has hit the links with Mike Pence before. So yeah, stadium. <laughs> we should have that worked out in a day or so. Uh, my FCC inside source. FCC inside source. You know, I don't have anything funny this week. Okay, guys? I talked to my real inside source, and they're burned out too, okay? They don't want to hear any more of this shit. Some anger from the inside sources. But uh, next week, we'll have another quote-unquote real inside source, and uh, we'll get you some more hot gossip. Maybe from inside the huddle. If you're listening to this and it's a Monday, I have a Streamers from Hell shirt specific for this Louisville game. So once this Louisville game's over, I'm going to have a box of shirts that really don't make any sense anymore. If you want to buy a shirt, please do. 
go to my Twitter feed at Knifey Lion Radio. There'll be a link to buy them. 10 bucks, shipping included. This is a real ad, folks. Buy a shirt by Monday or Tuesday. It should arrive before the game. As you know, week one, we gave you just a slew of amazing chants that were impressive, useful, helpful, hilarious. And this week is not going to be any different. I took it upon myself to try to make a chant for every single song from the Beatles Revolver album. Didn't get all of them. Got to admit, for an album that's been called the greatest album of all time, there's a few trash songs on there. I skipped those, but uh, I've got chants for a lot of other ones, and I'm going to pass them off to you. Diana Schlag, Diana Log, uh, The Prid. Pred Norse, Queen City Mobsters, you know them, you see student fans, what's your name, Skull and Bones, there's the Bailey Orphans, they've been forgotten, the Lion's Darn, Lenders Ladies, Jimmy's Kids, all you guys. So track one of Revolver, Taxman, you know it, you love it, all the kids have been singing it. This one's for Forrest Lasso, you're probably already singing in your head, you're like, I know what you're gonna say, and uh, you're probably right, so, Taxman. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Clear every ball, leave none for you. Cause I'm the last man. Yeah, Forrest last man, yeah. That is pretty good. <laughs> you're like, I already know what you're doing for Eleanor Rigby. Don't even sing it. Don't waste my time, Lifey Lion Radio. I know what you're going to say, and yes, you're right. Eleanor Rigby, I'll sing it. Jimmy McLaughlin sprints to the D with such ease as if no one was there. Look at his hair. So, yeah, that's all I got. One sentence, but it's a winner. Uh, I'm getting through this pretty fast because there's a lot of them, guys. I'm only sleeping. You know what I'm going to say. Prid North knows, but I'll just go ahead and sing it. <clears throat> People say that conscious style's boring. I don't care if at least we're scoring. Wanting everywhere with such a speed. Give him time. It's a brand new team. Brand new team. Um, that's all I have for that one. <laughs> and there's a song called... Uh... That one might not catch on. <laughs> They're singing it right now. People listen to this in groups with their uh, Bluetooth speaker, their pool speaker, then an indoor pool. They're all on their floats listening, singing along at the pool party. Uh, next track on, if you're following along with your Wikipedia track list, Love You Too was a garbage song. I skipped that. <laughs> Here, There, and Everywhere, that's a classic. If you don't know it, of course you know it. You're all big fans. Hey, Burr, biding his time on the bench. Destroying your team every chance that he gets. He hates that he sits, but we know how good Haber is. <laughs> Haber is everywhere. Hum! So that's a winner. Just imagine the whole crowd. Bailey, the other side, student section. 119. <laughs> 119. 119. Etc. Biting his time on the bench. <laughs> Yellow Submarine, that's already been done to death. Uh, she Said, She Said, another song I think is kind of a zero, but I went ahead and did it anyways. Lance Lang, think I'll score a goal with my head. Lance Lang, score one with my off foot instead. It's not a great song, guys. Okay, my version's great, but you know. Next song, I'm doing them all, folks. Good Day Sunshine, pretty good song, pretty good chant. Are you ready? Okay, this one's universal. Good game, high five, do do do. Good game, high five, do do do. Good game, high five. 
tried to harmonize on the fly there. Uh, so yeah, that's a winner. Next track, And Your Bird Can Sing. Kind of trash. Really couldn't make a chain out of it. Uh, we'll skip that. The next one, For No One. One of my favorite Beatles songs. Calling out for a chant. Are these parodies? You'll say, is it a chant? Is it a parody? Guess what? A chant is just a parody that everyone sings together, okay? <laughs> so if everyone's singing Fat by Weird Al, it becomes a chant. Thank you. So for no one. A game break that looks fake. He barely touched you. You're just stalling for some time because we're about to beat you. Whole crowd. Your team's trash. You're coached bad. You got distracted by the sea of people watching. Yes, it's great attendance. And your back line, they see nothing. Just a blur and then a goal. Probably Welshman or some new player. I don't know. Second verse. Just kidding. That's it. Um, So that's obviously a winner. Uh, Next song, Dr. Robert. Can you tell me what that song sounds like? Could you? Because I'm a fan and I have no fucking clue. Skipped it. Next track, I Want to Tell You. No clue. Skipped it. Trash. (laughs) Got to get you into my life. I know that one. It's another one with Paul McCartney where he has some horn fanfare going on in it. And that is a song we have written about John Parks. <laughs> Got to get you into my wife. <laughs> that was on the fly, folks. <laughs> I stared at it for so long, and I realized there was an obvious one <laughs> right at me. Google John Harks and Winalda. If you don't get that, it'll be a nice later laugh for you. <laughs> <laughs> you did Winalda cringe on Fox Soccer Channel. <laughs> Sorry, that ruined your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. And uh, if you listen to that chant, you know you're officially in the John Hark's Cave of Wonders. I forgot to shout, shout this guy out, actually, because it was on the special week two investigative podcast. But my man who bought a Knifey Lion radio shirt, hopefully you made it to the end of the podcast to hear this. Uh, what was your name? It was like unpredictable, <laughs> unique New York. What was your name, man? You know who I'm talking about because you're the only one who bought a shirt. You're listening now. You just got a raging tent in your shorts hearing this. But thanks for buying a shirt. If you want to buy a shirt, knifeylionradio.com. Be like this guy. Unremarkable, unsure. <laughs> that was his Reddit name or something. My man. Uh, yeah, they're great. They're selling like hotcakes. One today, I mean, last week, could be two tomorrow. No one knows. Um, there was one more song, Tomorrow Never Knows. Classic Beatles really getting trippy. Uh, I did not write any words for it. Too hard. Um, I was thinking if there's one, if you could dedicate that to Nazmi, like, can we get a chance to play Tomorrow Never Knows? <laughs> <They don't actually> <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow Never Knows was a throwaway title given to John Lennon by Ringo Starr. I know that because I'm an owner of Beatles Anthology on DVD, available on Amazon. Last week, we tried to record a podcast after the serial-style podcast, and uh, it was mostly garbage, so we trashed it. But our dear friend Nick had a few good chants. I won't use all of them, but I'll just say one... For our man and new Penn FC striker, Tommy H. Don't want to spoil the... <laughs> if you don't remember his last name, don't want to spoil the the chant. But uh, it's to the tune of Enter Sandman. And it just has one line. Nick, this one's for you. Wherever you are, listening now, celebrating Easter. Big religious guy, Nick. LaSalle Lancer, Hall of Famer. 
Exitami Hanuman! And on that note, next week we'll have more segments. We'll bring back some classic ones. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some more stadium bullshit to talk about. The big rivalry. I know you're buying your frickin' Streamers from Hell shirt right now. You're jazzed. You're ready. I'll be there. Section 122. Come find me. Please don't. Row 22. Seat 11. Don't come find me. Please don't. Leave that dude alone. General admission. He doesn't want to be bothered. Um, Should be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. Any final words, Zach? No. I'll be there. (laughs) Folks, happy Easter. Jesus died for this day so we could celebrate. FCC's 1-0 thrashing top of the table. Unless you count goal differential, rise together. Rise together. Islands in the stream, that is what we are.